Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Seidenberg alongside Griffin Warner as we progress into the month of May. We record this on May 4th. So, Griffin, may the 4th be with you. Oh, thank you. You're actually the first that has said that to me today. I thought about, I just didn't really know when to drop it, but I'm glad someone did. I'm not really a Star Wars guy, so I wouldn't be able to, I, well, I didn't want was to get quizzed on it. So uh, I'm not going to quiz you on it. <laughs> well, it's Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, so we can all celebrate and have a couple of Coronas. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, and it's just a fun weekend in Major League Baseball. Uh, it, we, we, we are starting to see, I guess, a little bit of separation. I don't think there's any denying that the Tampa Bay Rays are the best team in Major League Baseball. They're off to a historic start. I think I saw that it's the best start. Like, the only other team to have a start like this was the 1984 Tigers, and they actually went on to win the World Series. So uh, pretty good company for the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 26-6. and That's pretty good. I wish my bets were 26-6. and I feel like the 26-6 and run is coming. Uh, now that April showers have left us some May flowers, if you will, um, that's pretty dominant. I do wonder about that Tigers team. How many playoff teams do you do? You have an idea of how many playoff teams are there? Because now that there's like seven, I feel like we're going to get into hockey where seven seeds are winning the whole thing now. Uh, it could happen. We're going to have to do it. But um, I guess the record, that, you know, all we need to know is that the Rays are the first team. They're the fifth team since 1947 to win 25 of their first 31 games. And uh, 1984 Tigers were the last team to do it. Um, nice. I guess, oh, I guess the tw- 2016 Cubs won 25 of their first 31 games. The Yankees did it in 1958. The Dodgers did it in uh, 1955. But the difference is the Rays winning 26. That matches the 84 Tigers. So just a, a historic pace for them. So we know that they're the best team in the American League. Who's the best team in the National League right now? And is it not the Atlanta Braves? Or are we conceding that it is the Atlanta Braves? I mean, that was my first thought. I feel like when you look at teams, and of course we have a trade deadline coming up in July, end of July, to, to change some teams around. But I got to say, of anyone to look at that you see coming into town, I think you're most afraid of Atlanta. Uh, we saw the Braves underdogs to Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins on the road earlier this week. I don't know we're going to see much of that going forward. Yeah, probably not. Um, it's It's been a fun year for them. You know, we have all this young talent that uh, they have locked up for years to come. So this is what this team's going to look like for the next several years. And I know you don't call it a dynasty unless you win, like, multiple championships, but this team could be on their way to winning another World Series uh, in, in you know, follow, quickly following one that they won a couple of years ago. So let's talk about uh, that's the good news for some teams in Major League Baseball. Now the bad news. Uh, the New York Mets are broken. They just got <laughs> swept by the Tigers. I believe they've lost uh, nine out of their last 11 games. You know, Justin Verlander comes back at, or makes his debut and actually has a great outing. Uh, I mean, he gave up a couple of home runs in the first inning, but that was it. He locked it down after that first inning. But the Mets just don't score, and this team is embarrassing right now. I, I'm i a little worried about Max Scherzer coming off the uh, suspension and getting lit up. I mean, I, I think he put it on his kids that it was uh, 
all fair and love and, and baseball. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough this division for Stevie Cohen to come in and drop all this money on when he's got to compete with some under market value contracts in the Braves. But unfortunately, I feel like the Mets' struggles really haven't even been against the best team in the division. Um, I'm I'm with you. I, I feel like this. Uh, or the loss uh, of Diaz from the World Baseball Classic and then not having really a closer to go to has hurt them in a lot of close games. But, like, I also feel like the Mets just haven't really even been in that many close games. It's the offense, Griffin. You know, after the shutout loss today, they've been shut out in six games this year. Six of their 32 games they've been shut out. That's the most in Major League Baseball tied with the Kansas City Royals, who are 8-23 and 23 on the season, the Mets last year were only shut out eight times out of 162 games. They've already been shut out six times in 32 games. And it's especially funny because they've had a bunch of rainouts, too. I mean, I don't know if that really takes your, your eye off the ball, per se. But, um, I mean, there's concerns because Brett Beatty was supposed to be this home run heartthrob that was going to come up from the, the minors and, and make us all forget of uh, Escobar playing in front of him. I just like, I don't really know where to go with it. I'm sure it's just a, a bad start to the year. Maybe as temperatures rise, I'm sure they'll score more runs by default, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely a little concerned about them and it, I just don't know where to look because they're still getting some pretty big prices from the marketplace. Absolutely. Let's take a look at the schedule here on Friday, Griffin, and we'll start with uh, the one-day game, and that is the traditional day game at Wrigley. The Cubs, a minus-160 favorite against the visiting Marlins. Justin Steele, who uh, you want to argue if it's him or or Stroman, arguably the co-aces of this staff right now. Certainly Steele is pitching like it with his 4-0 record and 1.49 ERA. And Edward Cabrera going for the Marlins. The Cubbies, you know, they get uh, not swept. They lose three out of four to the Washington Nationals. What not you, great. Yeah, not great at all. No no offense. They scored uh, five runs in the win in the first game of the series and a total of five runs in the next three games combined. What's your lead here on this game? Ah, uh, man, it's hard to say. I think it's a big price for the Cubs to lay, especially after uh, a debacle of a series against Washington. But um, I do feel like the Miami Marlins at 16-16 and 16 are one of those teams that I think have outplayed their talent and ability. Uh, once they leave Miami, certainly they score more runs because you can't score less than in that gigantic park. But unfortunately, I think it comes to light just really how weak they are in, in the pitching and hitting categories. Um I feel like Justin Steele is, is, a, is a great arm. He misses a lot of bats, which is most important. I think it's especially important against Miami, who literally looks to me like a team that's going to sell out for home runs. I'm not really even sure how good they are at that. Uh, you never know with the win at Wrigley, but um, I, I think Steele is going to keep Miami off the scoreboard. And I would imagine that Chicago, maybe they're not as good as we thought they were starting the year as hot as they did. Um, but I think they'll find a way to get back in the win call. The Blue Jays are at the Pirates. Chris Bassett goes for Toronto. Rich Hill for Pittsburgh, who's actually pitched pretty decently lately. Toronto is a heavy road favorite here, though, minus 155. Are you backing the Buckos as home dogs, or you're riding with the Jays here? I'm not. I feel like the Jays have also seen Rich Hill quite a bit um, from his time in, in Boston that I feel like there's probably a fair amount a very righty-dominated team as well. I think they should be well-prepared. Um, I've been kind of noticing that, and we've been talking about it on, on the pod so far, that the Jays have been getting a lot of respect for the marketplace. 
Um, I honestly, this doesn't seem like a big, that big of a number to me at this point, especially considering how big a, a pretty banged up or paternity listed Dodgers team was when, when they were favored in almost every game against the Pirates, it felt like, and lost three out of four. Um, I think it's going to be a good series to see really where Pittsburgh is and, and if they're on the Jays level, who seem like one of the teams that are priced as, as a potential World Series team. Um, I don't think that they'll succeed in this series, and especially not with Rich Hill. Um, though he certainly got some good ones in, under his belt that he can throw out there from time to time. I just feel like he's uh, one of those primed for regression. Lance Lynn and his 0-4, 7.16 ERA stat line leads the White Sox into the Great American Ballpark to take on Cincinnati. The Reds will be led by Hunter Green. And this is an even spread right now with a total of nine. You know I love to fade Lance Lynn. Uh, are you riding with me here? I think I am. Uh, it's not really a great park for Lance Lynn. Certainly when he gets swing and misses, he's a dominant pitcher. But I, I don't know if he's the same guy anymore. I feel like the riding fastball or rising fastball isn't really the same as it used to be. It's not as fast as it used to be. Uh, maybe all that barbecue is finally weighing him down, even though it didn't for the first 37 years of his life or whatever the number was. Um, but I, I got to say the White Sox aren't really a team I'm afraid of. I'm kind of hoping that he'll move to a favorite here and then we can get a little bit of plus money on Hunter Green because I think he can strike out anybody, it seems, and it feels like that White Sox lineup is primed to be a favorite that goes down on the road if, if they potentially climb to that number. Johnny Brito gets the start for the Yankees in Tampa against the Rays. It looks like Yoni Chirinos is going to be the opener for Tampa. Tough spot for the Yankees, who they've won two in a row, so maybe trying to turn the corner, but this lineup is still terribly banged up. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty concerned about New York. I mean, I mean, I'm not a Yankee fan. I've rooted against them pretty much my entire life, but as a gambler, it's, you, you can't have favorite teams anymore, it feels like. Um, looking pretty good at two games that are 500 in last place in the AL East. I, I would say that that's probably going to, uh, they'll, they'll climb from there moving forward. But uh, it's been a tough stretch. The nice part is you get 162 games to try to work your way out of some struggles. Um, but I, I got to say, for, for teams that aren't really handling injuries well, I feel like those are great times to be against teams. So it's going to be hard for me to, to really look at the Yankees, um, despite being big underdogs in what should be a lot of this series. The Phillies host the Red Sox. Chris Sale against Zach Wheeler. Philly, a heavy favorite, minus 160. And hard not to like Philly, uh, even though they got swept by the Dodgers and gave up a boatload of runs. Chris Sale hasn't shown me anything this year outside of one start and I just like this Phillies lineup now that Bryce Harper's back and and it does lengthen it a bit it certainly does uh I think Philly they're a little bit interesting to me because they were they got a lot of respect I feel like in Houston maybe maybe no one likes the Astros anymore or something like that or or maybe they finally feel like the the bashing trash cans has fully come out of the organization by now um, but I, I take notice when teams are, are small underdogs on the road against good pitchers. I think we found that with Zach Wheeler in his last start on the road at Christian Javier um, was pretty much over from the start, it felt like. Uh, and so I feel like Zach Wheeler is maybe coming around, had a really good playoff series last year until he got a little banged up right as the World Series was starting. Um, I, I don't I mean, I'm looking to be against Chris Sale. Uh, it's so hard for me to, to really project what he's going to do. And that's never something I want. As a big underdog, it makes it a little bit easier, but I'm not really a believer in this Red Sox, like Bash Brothers team that's coming from behind and every loss, it seems, turns into a win. I feel like that time and that kind of thing will run out sooner rather than later. The Mets are hosting the Rockies, and 
we have Colorado coming in, winning four straight, a sweep of the Brewers. The Mets just got swept by the Tigers. They're losing. They're not scoring any runs. Cody Senga is on the hill for the Mets. That's my guy. Antonio Sanzatella makes his 2023 debut for the Rockies. The Mets are minus 250. This line doesn't make sense. I don't want to bet against the Mets, but I can't bet on them with this line. I mean, they're... If, if you like hold, holding your nose and jumping in the deep end, uh, that's certainly, this is the game for you. I think you can certainly look to, to bet against the Mets who have not been playing well. Senga, who's really struggled with his control so far. Um, all that sort of stuff. And I got to say, there's not a lot of better um, kind of under-the-radar guys in Antonio Sensatella. He's not going to wow you with much. He throws hard, but he's really a ground ball guy, pitch to contact, which is really not popular in the year of our Lord 2023 MLB. Uh, big, big, gigantic price. Maybe look at a run line here if you don't want to feel like you want to go all in with the Rockies money line play. Um, but I feel like this is also the series where the Mets, it's time for them to prove it to us. And they have a great, great opportunity. It's one of the worst teams in the league at home. Yeah, uh, although that one of the worst teams in the league is 12 and 20. The Mets are 16 and 16. So it's not like they're uh, record-wise that much better. The Twins salvaged the final game of their series uh, with a win over the White Sox in extra innings on Thursday. They take on the Guardians in Cleveland, and Bailey O'Bear gets the start for Minnesota against Peyton Battenfield for Cleveland. Now, Minnesota's offense hasn't been doing anything, and we know that Cleveland doesn't really score that much. Total's 8.5 here. Minnesota's minus 120. Can I interest you in in an under? I, you certainly can. I, I feel like anytime there's a Cleveland uh, game on the schedule, I, I'm thinking under based on how good that bullpen's been. I'm not sure if Love is a bat in field is really someone I want to trust <laughs> at this point. Classic. Good job out of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I, I got to say, uh, Bailey over, I, I mean, he's he's honestly had some really good starts in his career. I feel like he's on the IL every other start, though, it seems to me. Um, I feel like this early in the year, yes, but this is – to me, the, the two teams that are fighting for the AL Central berth, and it looks like it might be the only playoff to berth to come out of the Central based on everyone being over 500 in the AL East. And uh, I feel like whoever gets above 500 here in this division will end up coasting into the playoffs. But um, it's a big start. I feel like I wish I had a little bit more of a read on, on Battenfield, but that's the way I lean as an underdog at home. Orioles are at the Braves. Dean Kramer goes for Baltimore. Atlanta minus 210 favorites with Max Freed on the hill. A 2-0 record with a .45 ERA for Freed. Big price. Uh, I feel like the Orioles have been very competitive. Uh, I'm really going to have to keep myself away from from betting them if they're going to continue to be like 2-1 to one underdogs coming through this year. I feel like Max Breed is not exactly the guy I want to, to fade in that type of situation, especially with how much Kramer has been struggling. Um, but I feel like this is one of those games where if the Orioles can hang in there and make this a bullpen game, they have a huge advantage late. So uh, I'm interested in the Orioles, who are not so quietly 21-10, and 10, I yeah. got to say, to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. Last year, no fluke. Uh, the A's are at the Royals. Kansas City minus 155. Kyle Muller going for uh, Oakland. And Brad Keller going for Kansas City. This is a matchup of a six-win team at an eight-win team. Well, uh, you know, I'm sad that I'm going to Atlanta tonight. Uh, for, I'm trying to get to the Braves on Saturday. If, if things all go according to plan, might see the quad father, Spencer Strider. 
Um, but if I wasn't out of town, I don't think I'd be canceling my plans for this one. I gotta say, uh, two teams that are trying to lose. Uh, it's uh, honestly amazing to me what Mark Kotze is doing. Like, I know he's not in on this, like tank for the first pick type of thing. Just, he can't be cause like no one is in professional sport, but he is so good at, at losing games. The, the no hitter that was like given up the other night was just incredible way to lose games like bunting trailing in the eighth inning and bottom of the eighth. I, I mean, it's honestly incredible. And I think it makes it so it's really hard for me to even consider betting an Oakland team, despite being a gigantic underdog to maybe the second worst team in the league. Yeah. Well, when they're the worst team in the league, that's what happens. The Tigers coming off their sweep of the Mets will send Matthew Boyd to the mound in St. Louis against the Cardinals and Jordan Montgomery. St. Louis is minus two thirty-five, and they don't deserve to be minus two thirty-five against anybody. Yeah, they they're winning three thirty-one point three percent of their games, and a three thirteen Jose Altuve uh, batting average out there, except for winning games, not necessarily getting hits at the plate. I, I don't know what to say about St. Louis. They've been favored way too much this year, um, which makes me think eventually they're going to turn it around. Uh, but like, how long can we wait? And how many like very nicely priced underdogs am I going to skip yeah. uh, instead of betting against the Cardinals at this point? So, um, Matt, Matthew Boyd is not exactly my uh, my favorite person out there. I'll admit. Uh, I don't know that he gets enough swing and misses, especially against a really powerful Cardinals team. But I feel like when you find teams that are not playing well and they're giving like huge prices, there are worse bets to make in this world. Yep. Uh, the Rangers send Dane Dunning to the mound in L.A. against the Angels. Tyler Anderson, talk to me about your boy Dunning. Are you back in the Rangers? I mean, Dunning has had a really good start to the year, maybe a little bit of uglier numbers lately, which has only raised his ERA, I think, below two, and the whip, I think, below one. So that's exactly what you want for a pitcher. I'm a little nervous about how long he goes, and the uh, Rangers' bullpen is seemingly a weak point for them. Though they're off to a great start. Um, I, I think for the most part, I'm still questioning what Tyler Anderson's doing and, and if he can, I guess he had a good bounce back start, but he had a really tough start to the year. And it feels like now that he's out of the Dodgers system and doesn't have the scattering reports or whatever the heck they offer him, um, that he's in Anaheim and it's kind of like one of those do what you can and we'll see how it goes type things. Um, I still think he's going to return to the pitcher he was at least much better now than he is now, more closer to what he did last year. But it's hard to say that until you see it. So I'm interested in the Rangers, especially because I think quietly, and it's something that, or at least it's taken me a little while to notice, the Rangers lineup, even without Corey Seager, has been mashing the ball. And that's something to pay attention to, especially against a series against the Angels, where if they're the better hitting team, then I'm not sure where the Angels are better. You have the Nationals at the Diamondbacks. Josiah Gray will go for D.C. Merrill Kelly for Arizona. Arizona minus 190. And I know that Washington is coming off uh, three straight wins here against the Cubbies, and they're enjoying wearing the the home run wig. But I really like this Diamondbacks team, and I'm going to back Merrill Kelly here, even at this high price. It's it's a tough situation. I, I really like Merrill Kelly as an underdog. I feel like he's so good at keeping his team in games. It's a little really weird, honestly, to see him as a nearly two dollar favorite. Um, I it's it's like one of those situations where um, I'm really hoping not if it's against you tomorrow night, but I'm really <laughs> hoping the Nats keep winning because I am looking to try to bet against them as much as possible. And I think it's going to take like maybe being a couple games over 500 to start seeing them being favored or something like that. So I can play an underdog against them. Um, I'm kind of at this point lying in wait, just waiting, 
hoping that these really bad teams start getting on win streaks because I want to be against them as much as I can. Dodgers take on the Padres in San Diego. Clayton Kershaw against Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove with his 10.8 ERA. Uh, but, hey, come on. it's it's he, he hasn't thrown a lot. It's only been two starts, so give him a break. Uh, but Clayton Kershaw off to a really nice start this season. Dodgers, minus 125 favorites here. So... I went to the series a couple years ago in San Diego. There's going to be a large Dodger contingent there, of course, but uh, still seem like besides the fights in the outfield, um, there's going to be a, a big, big emotional series. I think um, I'm looking to back the Padres as much as possible. Half of Joe Musgrove starts being at uh, 7,000 and 12,000, whatever the number of feet was in Mexico city where the smog clogs the air and the ball actually travels even further um, I'm not holding that against him. I feel like this is a good spot for the Padres. The problem is they're playing the Dodgers, who are not off to a great start, to say the least. But uh, Kershaw is going to be great and, and certainly is a deserved favorite here. I want to see how high the Padres get as an underdog because that's the side I want here. The Mariners host the Astros. Seattle minus 145 with a total of seven. Luis Castillo for Seattle. Christian Javier for the Astros. And it just feels like the Mariners are an auto bet in any Castillo start. I, I don't blame you. This is a, I mean, they're certainly taxing you to do it. it yeah. It's way more expensive than I was expecting. Probably should have recognized that a little bit more than um, just after watching how the Astros have, have basically been an underdog in an entire series at home to Toronto and then seeing them as pretty big underdogs on the road in, in Atlanta too. So maybe I should kind of wise up to the fact that maybe the Astros aren't the same team without Jose Altuve, but uh, the Mariners are not certainly off to a good start. Uh, Luis Castillo certainly is. Um, I, I think I'm most interested in, in an under here because I think both these pitchers can get a lot of swing and misses. And I think it's going to be hard, especially in that type of ballpark, to score a lot of runs. The Giants host the Brewers. Corbin Burns goes from Milwaukee. Sean Manaya for the Giants and the Brewers coming off uh, four straight losses, including three straight in Colorado against the Rockies. I... I I backed them on Thursday, and I lost, so I, I, maybe I'm just torn, but the Giants as a home dog here look intriguing. I don't blame you. I mean, it's it's really tar- hard for me to trust Milwaukee. I mean, they made it clear that they um, weren't willing to spend the money for Josh Hader, and the bullpen's not been the same. Um, bullpens are one of the most important things for betting full games or you're trying to win World Series. Uh, I think Corbin Burns is kind of coming around and starting to look a lot more dominant than he used to be. The problem if you're back in Sean Mania is he started the year off with some good K totals, strikeout totals. I feel like that was all a myth. Um, I haven't really believed in much of him missing bats for a long time. Uh, he's in a pretty good park for it, but I also feel like San Francisco has been a lot more hitter-friendly than, than pitcher-friendly, like it was probably the best, best pitcher's park in the land uh, going into this whole thing. But um, I, I don't blame you for wanting to back San Francisco, but that's that's really more of a play against the Brewers and I think a play on the Gigantes. Taking a look at the rest of the weekend, Adam Wainwright makes his season debut for the Cardinals uh, on Saturday. Would we be looking to back Waino against the Tigers? I mean, it's, it's hard for how big of a price I expect him to be yeah. on a bad team that's like... I mean, I'm unsure of what he's going to deliver eventually. Like maybe he won't be able to get ground balls every curveball he throws when he's 39 years old and somehow also doing national anthem duty, it seems. But um, I I don't know how you back him because he's, he's surely going to be a big favorite. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sonny Gray gets the mound uh, for the Twins on Saturday against Logan Allen. Sonny Gray, 4-0 with a .77 ERA. Uh, I would I would have argued for Garrett Cole, but now it's hard not to argue for Sonny Gray as the leader in the clubhouse for the American League Cy Young right now. Yeah, uh, as a fantasy owner of Sonny Gray in a dynasty league, I've watched. <laughs> not necessarily this happened before, but like clock has... We're, we've run out of the hourglass. All the sand is in the bottom for when he's going to either A, come back to earth, B, get injured, or C, all of the above. So uh, I feel like Logan Allen is uh, had some good prospect pedigree. I think we trust the Guardians in building pitchers from scratch. Um, that's the side I'd want in that one, especially if they're a home underdog, which they might be. Speaking of Garrett Cole, he'll go on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Rays. Um do you think the Yankees would be favored in that game? Looks like against Rasmussen, uh, who's one of the better pitchers for Tampa. Um, you know, probably yes. I feel like the Rays are going to be favored based on a 26-6 and record, plus they're at home. And unless suddenly Aaron Judge gets reinstated early from an IL stint that he, I don't think he's allowed to, um, it's weird. And I feel like, might be one of those numbers that settles at minus 105 both ways. I don't yeah. want to sit on the fence, but I'll say I'll say Yankees are underdogs, which is going to be really hard for anybody, especially me, to pass up Garrett Cole with a plus number next to him. It's best bet time, but before we get there, Griffin, tell the people how they can save some money at pregame.com. Yeah, do it. Let's use the promo code BAT20 uh, for hitting the ball as far as you can. You might want to use a wooden bat, BAT20, B-A-T, 20, get 20% off for all listeners of this MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. So you got uh, from May the 4th be with you until May 11th, but uh, use the promo codes this weekend. Scott's got picks coming out. We got both have baseball. He's got hockey. I've got some soccer stuff coming out as well every weekend. Plus midweek, I feel like there's no days off there. So if you want something to bet at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday, you probably could find some soccer stuff with me next week. Uh, for my best bet, Scott, if, uh, I'll, I'll take the reins here. I'm going to go with Love is a Battenfield and those Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> uh, slight slight underdog, um, but I feel like it's a big series. And uh, I feel like I've always kind of, especially after last year, I really liked what Cleveland could do. I'll, I'll take a plus 113 on the Cleveland Guardians to get through and get a big win, trying to, to I guess, make up some ground uh, on the AL Central. I'm going to go with a total, and I'm going to play the over eight in Philadelphia between the Red Sox and the Phillies. It's a hitter's ballpark. Red Sox offense has turned it on lately. My boy uh, Yoshida certainly making his presence felt as a potential American League Rookie of the Year candidate. He's been doing well over the past 10 or so games, and I just don't trust either of these pitchers right now in Chris Sale and Zach Wheeler. I love the Phillies lineup now that Bryce Harper is back. It lengthens the lineup a bit. I, I think this game goes over the posted total. I mean, I also like, it's a little bit sneaky, but playing overs on like some of the bigger name starters, I feel like there's a lot of value in it, especially because they're not seemingly pushing guys to 110 pitches right now. Um, I feel like in those type of games, one of them's usually bad, and that's where the over comes from. Plus, we have no idea what Chris Sale's going to offer. Exactly. And, and you know, maybe a couple of walks, get some guys on base, and then one shot over a short porch. and it winds A shot in yeah. a little pop-up to left field. Exactly. Exactly. We'll see what the wind is like at the Citizens Bank uh, coming up here on Friday. Griffin, good stuff, man. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck with your bets. He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. <laughs> 